0: Good morning. This is Bible Lesson. A, a Bible lesson today actually focuses on David and Jonathan. Jonathan was son, awesome and he and David were best of friends. We already saw David and Jonathan make their covenant of friendship back in chapter 18. But now in chapter 20, we see the fullness and richness of their friendship together in a whole new way. As we go into 1 Samuel chapter 20 from verse 1 to 23. Then David fled from Nihot at Ramah and went to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What is my crime? How have I wronged you your father that is trying to take my life? Never, Jonathan replied. You are not going to die. Look, my father doesn't do anything, great or small, without confiding in me. Why would he hide this from me? It's not so. But David took an hold and said, Your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said to himself, Jonathan must not know this, or he will be grieved. Yet, as surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, there is only a step between me and death. Jonathan said to David, whatever you want me to do, I will do for you. So David asked, look, tomorrow is the new moon festival and I'm supposed to be to dine with the king, but let me go and hide in the field until the evening of the day after tomorrow. If your father misses me at all, tell him, David earnestly asks my permission to hurry to Bethlehem, his town, because an annual sacrifice is being made there for his old clan. If he sees very well, then servant is saved, but if he loses his temper, you can be sure that he determined to harm me. As for you, show kindness to your servant, for you have brought him into a covenant with you before the Lord. If I am guilty, then kill me yourself. Why hand me over to your father? Never, Jonathan said. If I had the least thinking that my father was determined to harm you, wouldn't I tell you? David asked, who will you tell me if your father answers you actually? Come, Jonathan said. Let's go out into the field, so they went there together. Then Jonathan said to David, by the Lord, the God of Israel, I will surely send out my father by this time, the day after tomorrow. If he is favorably disposed toward you, will I not send you word and let you know? But if my father is inclined to harm you, may the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If I do not let you know and send you away safely, may the Lord be with you as has been with my father. But show me unfriendly kindness like that of the Lord as long as I live, so that I may not be killed. And do not ever cut off your kindness from my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord cut David's enemy to account. And Jonathan and David reaffirmed his oath out of love for him, because he loved him as he loved himself. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon festival. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. The day after tomorrow, toward evening. Go to the place where you hide when this stru- trouble began, and wait by the stone it. I will shoot the house to the side of it, as though I was I were shooting at the target. Then I will send the boy and say, Go and find the house. If I say to him, Look, the arrows are on the side of you. Bring them here, then come, because as surely as the Lord lives, you are saved, and there is no danger. But if I say to the boy, Look, the houses are beyond you, then you must go, because the Lord has sent you away. And about the matter you and I discussed, remember, the Lord is witness between you and me forever. Bible lesson with Silas Palumi, Adeleke. What does it mean to be best friends? What moves us from the categories of acquaintance to friends, to best friends? There is certainly a chemistry that develops between two people that help them grow and develop as friends. But the heart of friendship is really commitment. Best friends make certain commitment to each other. And without those commitments there really isn't much of a friendship this morning as we look at david and jonathan's friendship we are going to learn about making commitments acting on your commitments, and then following through on your commitments. and in the process we will learn what it means not only to be a good friend but the best of friends first let's talk about making commitments because in this chapter we see david and jonathan making various commitments of friendship to each other and the first of those commitments is such a basic ingredient of friendship. Committed to being available, friends are committed to being available to each other. David flees from Saul at night and goes to his friend Jonathan. Jonathan commits himself to being available to David, whatever David might need him to do. No question asked. Now that friendship. At this point, Jonathan is not convinced that Saul still wants David dead. Remember, Saul made an oath to Jonathan that David would not be put to death. Now David is pretty convinced that someone wants to kill him, especially after the four attempts on his life back in Chapter 19. Jonathan is not so sure, but he still, he still makes himself available to David. He tells David, "Whatever you want me to do, I will do for you." Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 says, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. This is such an important part of friendship, just being there for each other, being available to each other in good times and bad. That is the first commitment of friendship. Friends are committed to being available. A second commitment is that of kindness. Friends are committed to being kind to each other. David tells Jonathan what it means and asks Jonathan to show kindness to him. Notice, David bases his request for kindness on the covenant of friendship. Jonathan has already made it in before the Lord. Job 6 verse 14 says, "You you withhold kindness from a friend, forsake the fear of the Almighty. Kindness is another basic commitment of friendship. Friends are committed to being kind to each other. Now, you may have noticed the problem of lying in this passage again. We saw this last week with Mecca lying to save David's life. And here David asked Jonathan to lie to Saul. And as you said last week, even though we see several examples of people lying with good motives in scripture, that doesn't necessarily make lying right. Which is ironic when we look at the next commitment of friendship. Because the next commitment is truthfulness. Friends are committed to being truthful with each other. Verse 9 to 11 of our chapter, where Jonathan refers to David's objection, if I'm guilty, then kill me yourself. Why are you over to your father? Jonathan committed to being truthful with David about his father's soul. Even if it's bad news, he tells his friend, if I had the least inkling that my father was determined to harm you, wouldn't I tell you? Of course, you would. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 5 to 6 says, better is open with book than hidden love. Most of a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses. Truthfulness is another basic commitment of friendship. Friends tell each other the truth, even when the truth may be something we don't want to hear. Friends tell each other the truth, even when the truth hurts. David trusts Jonathan to tell him the truth, but he still wants to know the plan. We will tell him if so answers Jonathan Ashley. Come, Jonathan said, let's go out into the field. And this leads us to a fourth commitment of friendship, which is loyalty friends are committed to being loyal to each other. Jonathan committed loyalty to David and he asked David to pledge loyalty to him as well. Jonathan even caused a cause upon himself if he does not prove loyal to David. In verse 14, Jonathan asked David to show unfairly kindness like that of the Lord to him and his dissidents. Literally, he asked David to show him the Lord's kindness. The word translated kindness in verse 14 is the Hebrew word he said. It is a beautiful word in the Bible. Usually used of God's love for us. It is a word that speaks of God's covenant love for us, God's, God's loyal, devoted, and of love and kindness toward his people. Jonathan expects his loyalty from David to extend to his whole family. He says, Do not ever cut off your kindness from my family, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. Remember, when Jonathan speaks of God cutting off all of David's enemies, who is David's public enemy number one? Saul. Jonathan is loyal to David, even over his own father, Saul. So, Proverbs 18, verse 24 says, A man of many companions may come to run, but there is a friend who still closer than a brother. This is the commitment of loyalty. God is loyal to his covenant, and we are called to love each other as God loves us. True friends show each other unfairly kindness like that of the Lord. We look at the friendship commitment of availability, kindness, truthfulness, and loyalty. We should also note that true friends require mutual love and commitment. Notice that David and Jonathan make mutual commitment of love and friendship to each other. Friendship is a two-way street. True friendship is never one-sided. You can befriend a person who doesn't reciprocate, but you cannot be friends with someone unless it goes both ways. Proverbs 27 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. True friends goes both ways. True friends share a relationship of mutual love and commitment. So we've looked at the various commitments of friendship and now Jonathan and David make those commitments with each other. But the next step after making commitments of friendship is acting on those commitments. It doesn't do any good to make commitments if you don't act on them. That's what we see next in our passage. Jonathan and David acting on their commitment to each other. One way we act on our commitment as friends is by watching out for each other. That is what we see Jonathan's, Jonathan doing for David in this next section. Jonathan watches out for David by putting a plan into action to design Saul's motives and to let David know where Saul stands. Jonathan will put the previous plan at the feast into action and then he will communicate to David in the field through the shooting of the arrows. Jonathan will shoot three arrows, rather than one, so it will seem as though he is shooting at a target. Whereas, just shooting one arrow might look more like a signal. This way, David will know whether it is safe to stay or not. Notice Jonathan's trust in God's sovereignty in all of this. If he cries out, look, the arrows are beyond you, that's a sign that David must go because the Lord has sent you away. Jonathan knows that God is sovereign over the situation, even if Saul continues to be angry with David. Jonathan puts his plan together fully trusting God's sovereignty over the situation and watching over his friend. True friends watch out for each other. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Carry each other's burden, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Two friends carry each other's burden, they watch out for each other, and help where they can. This is where we stop for this week. We continue next week on Best of Friends. Thank you. Bible Lesson. Salas, Bible, and